Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the Burong people as the traditional custodians of the land in which we meet on. We would also like to pay our respects to their elders past and present. Welcome back, Gen Live listeners. Welcome. Episode, we've made it to seven. Is seven, this seven now, which is insane. Yeah. It's gone by really quickly. It really has. Yeah. Kind of been a whirlwind. It's been fun like though. The, yeah, it's nearly November. Wow. Yep. It's nearly November. It's kind I of mean, s- when you hear this, it will be the first or second of November. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So happy long weekend. Yeah, very true. Mm. Um, And the weather's starting to heat up a bit. Yeah. A bit more humidity around. Lots of humidity. Which is kind of exciting. Yeah, it's great for the hair. Great. Oh, <laughs> you get me started. I have already been feeling it in my hair. Yeah. yeah. I've got such thick hair naturally. You would really get yeah, it. Yeah. And so like when I wash my hair and then I dry it, it gets frizzy as. Oh. And it, I hate it. I hate I just hate the feeling of my hair sometimes, like on my neck, and like I can feel the frizziness of it. You need to get some defrizz. Yeah, bro, I need it yeah. because it irritates me. Like that's why I have my hair up in a in a ponytail mm. or in a bun half the time. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, especially in summer. Mm. And the fringe. Oh yeah, the fringe gets. Is that wet. new to summer? No. No. What did you do last year? I left oh, it. Oh no, yeah, you left it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of worked well in Greece because I did experience summer in Greece this mm, year. Yeah. It was okay. Okay. Yeah. That's right. You were, you were saying too that you put your um, sunglasses on. Yeah. And it which is a good... My, hair. my face. Mm. Mm. But um, it's been a big week since... Yeah. yeah. T-Swift. I've, we've been riding on a high, I think, the past few days. I think all Swifties have. Yeah. I can call myself that now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to anymore after looking at all those videos. <laughs> right? I don't relate. As that kind of a can Swiftie. I uh, what what type of videos are you talking about that you can't well do? the one where the girl was so upset that she'd bought thirteen copies of Midnight's and her favorite song wasn't even on <laughs> that version it was on the three a.m. version and I was like first of all the fact that her favorite song is not on the main album just blows my mind mm. and secondly thirteen copies because thirteen is her favorite like. I just... Oh, is that why she did 13? Yeah, because 13 is her favourite number. I just don't relate to that. I haven't even bought her CD or vinyl. I haven't brought the vinyl Um, yet. So this is my conundrum. I usually buy her CD, but because CDs are now like obsolete almost, Mm. what am I to do? Because I've got the collection. Do I just buy the CD? I think I think so because I have the others and I just want to like add to the collection. No, keep buying the CDs. Yeah. Make make them non obsolete. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like I don't know what I'm gonna do with them. I want to display them all somewhere one day, like a trophy. You should. Yeah. Get, get like, like a, a wall stack. a wall unit thing. And yes. Yeah. So people, as soon as people enter your like house, you're like, I'm a Swifty. I'm a, I'm a Swifty. <laughs> or are you? I hate that word. Now that you say it, like, oh. <laughs> Um, has your, now we spoke about this actually off air before, mm. but what are some of your fave songs from Midnight? Oh, so I think this might be similar to what I said, but, um, Midnight Rain, still love that song. Karma, fantastic. Mm. Same. And Karma. Lavender Haze. They're my three, like, yeah. that I could just play. Oh, and I like Vigilante shit as well. Yeah. But those three I could just easily listen to o- yeah. over. Yeah, over and over. Yeah. Um, also I saw that Maroon did really well. Mm. really well and i was thinking 
that's the second song of the album. So I reckon people just rinse Love into Haze and then that's always the next one to play. Yeah. So they just keep naturally listening well, to it. Well, it, it was a bit different to Lavender Haze yeah. in some way. Um, and we had a few listeners. I put a like question out to our listeners on Instagram and asked them, what are some of your fave songs? And a lot of people did say, um, not Lavender Haze, um, Maroon. Yeah. And yeah. I respect it. Mm. I mean, I when I first listened to it, I was like, this is, I respect this. Mm. It wasn't my fave, but it's definitely growing on me. It's, yeah, it's gro- It's a grower. Um, it's definitely a grower. What are yours? Uh, on the from the three AM edition, mm-hmm. um, High Infidelity, mm. great song. Mm. Oh, I don't think it's getting spoken about enough. Um, and also Question dot 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 question mark. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> that's a great dot, one. Dot, dot. It may be about color gloss, but yeah, okay. <laughs> we didn't speak about them too. No, we can speak. Would about you them. like to elaborate? Uh, do, do you know the history behind yes. them too? So. From what I have observed, they were besties and they were very close during her, during Taylor Swift's VS fashion show mm. performance. <laughs> um, that's a whole other thing. Um, but then after the release of 1989, I heard that there were rumours that, Cor- not Cornelia Street, another song on 1989. Was it 1989? No, it was it was Reputation. Reputation. Yeah, there sorry. are a few ones where I yeah. think. Yeah, so there were songs on Reputation to allude that she possibly may have dated her. Yeah. Um, and What are your th- thoughts th- on this? There, I mean, I'm very new to the gala scene. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you find this? So that's scene? an actual thing. Is this, is this new There to are you? galas out there. <laughs> Maybe that's what you are. You're a gala, not a Swifty. I know. Um, so the whole idea of Carly Kloss and her dating started when, like, I was learning about it when I got TikTok a couple, like, a year and a half ago. And basically, the very foundation of this evidence, they were at a 1975 concert. Mm-hmm. And they were apparently seen kissing. Oh my God, why does it happen to be the 1975 that you're also <laughs> obsessed with? I know. I'll have to show you the video. Ah. It's pretty. Wait, like, there's video footage there's, of there's them. There's video footage of them allegedly kissing. Like, they look very romantic. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know what kissing looks yeah. like. Um, um, yeah. I haven't seen this footage. I'll I'm not show aware. you. I'll show you. Okay. And then there's also lyrics in different songs that mm. allude to her and Carly Kloss. Um, She's very clever. Like that, yeah. I, I, I just un- what what assumedly. kind of annoys me about it is like people overly obsessed about her sexuality I and know. like I mean she hasn't come out and been like I'm this, but she doesn't feel like she needs to. Mm. And if she's dead, Carly Kloss, she's dead, Carly Kloss, and all the galas rejoice. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, other than that, what else has been happening with you, Liv? Um, oh, not much. I got my first facial since pre-COVID. Oh yeah, you told oh me that. So you didn't do that. Divine. Did James get it too? He got a facial too. You surprised it. him, didn't you? Yeah. So get this. <laughs> so um, the night before he came home really late from work, and I, he um obviously has a beard quite a lot, mm. and I said, oh, you're gonna need to get rid of quite a lot of your facial hair for what we're doing tomorrow, and a couple of days previously, I'd also mentioned that um. He needs to get rid of his facial hair because we're going to do some sort of like face painting thing. Like I've made up shit on the spot. <laughs> and um, he was like, oh my God, I'm nervous. What do we do? I was like, no, no, you'll enjoy it. It's fine. Anyway, he um, the Friday night he shaved and then 
um, the next morning I woke up and oh for context this was like our sort of anniversary um, surprise thing um, and I woke we woke up and I was like okay do you want me to tell you like I feel like I should tell you so that you're not as stressed and he's like yeah yeah please um, I was like oh we're gonna go get facials and he was like oh my god I thought we were getting like Botox that? we're gonna get facials <laughs> yes I did <laughs> he was like oh I was ready to get Botox I love that he was ready for that. He was like, I would have done it. <laughs> Where would he have gotten the Botox? Do you reckon? He's got like a frown line. You know what? So do I. So maybe we can all go together. <laughs> There's a guy at work that was like to him. Um, James like, oh, you know, I'm so stressed. Like I'm already getting wrinkles. And the guy was like, babe, that's going to go as soon as you leave this job. Like as soon as you leave, you know, that line's going to go. So maybe that's what he needs to do. Yeah, he just needs to leave but, um, that job. <laughs> yeah, um, so that makes me happy that he was like uh, expecting that. Anyway, we both got a facial and it was lovely and then we went out for dinner um, and we were home by like, you know, 10pm. It was awesome. On a Saturday night? Um, On a Saturday night. Yeah, I love that. And it was just so wholesome and nice and chill and then we got home and we had a decent sleep. Like, oh. Aww. Yeah. That's it was so, so good. <laughs> where, was, where did you get the facial done? Um, in Williamstown, it's called La Banya. Oh. It was a really nice, like, day spa oh, place. On the other side of the... Other side. And then we went town? to <laughs> Thornbury for dinner. I don't know why we did that. Oh, where'd you, where'd you go we to We went to 1800 Lasagna. Have you heard of that? I think I have. Yeah. So, really, it got quite big in lockdown um, with lasagna delivery. And the lasagna was fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were saying they were yeah. giving it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I had the gnocchi. It was phenomenal. Um, and... The place was pumping. Like I can imagine. Yeah. It's just been on the list, you know, mm. on the list of places to go. So I respect that. can recommend that. Place. Also, I have another question for you. Mm. Um, I actually edited this part out of the other episode because the intro was too long. Oh, yeah. But I asked you or told oh my you God, to Liv. listen to the 1975. I haven't done it. No. I, trust me, I have a weekend of leisure. I will make sure I do okay. it. Okay. I haven't had the time to properly absorb any content. That's fair enough. Because I've just been working flat out. Yeah, yeah. You, you long, know what? Like you, a long you, um, that's okay. I know you actually have a full time life. It's a bit, it's a bit much sometimes. <laughs> I've got to, sometimes I overstimulate myself and I'm yeah. like, got to pull back. So that is on my list of things. I to need do. to learn how to pull back sometimes because I get very overstimulated a yeah. lot. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm really trying to watch TV or be on my phone or read or like not do things two things at once mm. i think that's the problem like i don't actually necessarily think it's always social media or this or that it's mm. like doing too many things at once yeah so if i'm watching netflix and on my phone I, it's too much yeah like i've got to m- either do one or the other mm. well speaking of social mm. media and doing too much um i want to go into the first topic do you want to talk about your week oh no no i don't matter no 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 <laughs> yeah sure i mean to be fair not much okay. um Had uni. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I worked here and there. Yeah. Um, oh, did you um flex your top, your t-shirt? Twenty one. Thank you for asking. Yes. Yeah, I was. I've been meaning to on ask Monday. That. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I have another job where I pack orders in a factory, and on like during the week, the it's staffed, mm. and the staff on this day were like young looking, and yep. I had to go get something and go to the front office, and two of the people there. They were like, we just want to say we love your T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> they were like, we absolutely love your T-shirt. Like we're we're both big like Taylor Swift fans. Oh, and that's I, And sick. so then a whole conversation erupted, and we were talking about midnights and oh. 
if they liked it or not. One of them like didn't love it. I think because she was like more of a folklore, evermore vibe yeah. of an album. Yeah. But she was like, no, it's still cool. We like listened to it on the Friday when yeah. it came out in the office. And yeah. Oh, sweet as. And yeah. then I was the guy, and the other person was a guy. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift is amazing. I saw her in concert. Yeah. And, like, and then I was like, well, do you know? I uh, saw her in London. <laughs> <laughs> I bring it out every time. Um, be rude not to. It would be very rude not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I've been getting many compliments on that. So Gorgeous. I'm like, yeah, my friend made it. Oh, thanks. Oh, I, that that warms my heart. I'm glad. Does it? I'm glad I got some compliments. Making yeah. connections. Yeah, that's um, good. My plan is one day, maybe, oh, I mean, you know what? Maybe tomorrow when I go to uni, I'll wear it. Yeah. See if anyone comes up to me on campus. Yeah, cool. Any cute people, maybe. Mm. 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 Great minds think alike. Yeah. Good conversational stuff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wear it out. Have you listened to my nights? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but you know how I said last week, I was like, oh, I'm going to wear it out to um Tame Impala. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I came up with, like, another outfit, but yeah. it was I, different. I, that's understandable. Yeah, it's yeah. But contrast. I feel like if I had worn it, I'm telling you now, I would have had people come up to me. Yeah. I just know. Mm. Speaking of Taming Parlor. It was bloody amazing. Yeah. It was so sick. Like, the vibe in Rod Laver was awesome. I don't think he's ever played at, like, these big venues before. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it was... Oh, and and like I said in the other episode, I was like, I listened to a lot of his music during lockdown, mm. and so it was really cool to see it live and yeah, have a few drinks and kind of vibe. I wish it was honestly outdoors because it was actually quite humid that night. Mm. Would have been really nice, been but um, so beautiful. It was so cool. Mm. Loved it. And then we went out afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um. Awesome. But speaking of concerts, this is my next topic. This is what I tried. Okay. To yeah. 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 Um, okay, so I went to Tame Impala, fucking loved it, right? Mm. And then during the week recently, I was scrolling through my TikTok mm-hmm. and I came across a fellow millennial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he was talking shit about how he thinks Gen Z people don't live in the moment. And his example was he was at the Tame Impala concert, one of the ones in Melbourne over the weekend. And he was saying that he could just see people not dancing and recording Tame Impala. And he was quote unquote saying that they were not living in the moment. And he thinks that COVID has impacted the way we go to concerts and Gen Z don't have concert etiquette. Mm, concert etiquette. That's a very interesting. Interesting concept. concept. And what? Um, and basically what I want to talk to you about is a, what my thoughts on that as a fellow Gen Z. Yep. And then I just want to get your thoughts on it too. And ask you if you think, the concert etiquette has changed since. Okay. Yeah. Um, but basically. Am I loud enough? Yeah, you yeah, are. Okay. You're good. Sorry. Don't stress. Um, I want to be too quiet for you guys. So. But, I, it, but honestly, coming across that video made me so annoyed. What made you annoyed about it? Because I just think that I don't think it's Gen Z's issue. I honestly just think it's a technology thing. And I was telling you this before. If you guys, like millennials, mm. were growing up in 2012, right? P- I'll take, I'll picture the scene for you. You're going to a concert in 2012. Let's say it's Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> what? Or what's like another band? Um, like the Killers. Were they big? Um, yeah, yeah. What could I say that we? Um, um, or Paramore. Some. 
<laughs> I will say Paramore because that feels like millennial to me. <laughs> like the Wombats or something. I don't know. We'll say Paramore. Yeah. You're going to... Yeah. By the way, I'm obsessed with Hayley Williams. Oh, good. Yeah. She's hot. Yeah. Yeah. She's hot. And yep. she's really talented. Anyway. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> Took a divergent there. It's just after I was talking about her the other day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, Hayley Williams. And then she came on my TikTok. Anyway. Say you're going to one of like the Par- Paramore's concert, right? In 2012, you have a fantastic phone in, in your in your pocket, and the camera quality is fantastic, the audio quality is fantastic, and you want to capture this moment forever. What are you gonna do? Of course, I'll record. You're it. gonna record 100%. the fucking thing. And so, like, and and I feel like I was telling you before as well. Like, if our parents were going to Prince concert, right, back in the 80s. Mm. And they had a great quality camera in their pocket. They're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. So I, I and but like also in saying that, I understand that sometimes, you know, you go to a concert, all you see is phones. That can be a bit weird, right? But yeah. honestly, when I was at at Tame Impala, people were taking out their phones, and so was I. But I would record maybe a minute or so, then put my phone away. Well, that's because you're self-aware of the fact that you want to be in the moment and enjoy yeah. what's happening. And like I, so. I think that what you're sort of describing is a maturity thing. Yeah, I'd say so. So not necessarily that Gen Z are immature, but with time you realise that after going to so many concerts, gigs, whatever, you have all this raw footage. Mm. I I personally can count maybe a couple times I've ever looked at the footage and yeah. it's never, ever given me the same nostalgic yeah. feeling yeah. than when I actually think of the memory. Yeah. So I've realised that there's no point in me recording it because I'm not going to look at it in the same lens that I do in my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to ruin that. Also, the quality's crap. I can't hear anything. I'm screaming and singing <laughs> along. Like there's – it's the most embarrassing footage. Yeah. <laughs> That you can find. You like, know, it's funny, like, when you say that, with, like, hearing yourself sing is, like, sometimes when I, when I was at home, I, like, <laughs> deliberately made sure I wouldn't fucking you sing. shutting up. Sing. Yeah. <laughs> so I could it's a hard thing to do. It is so hard. It's so hard not to sing. I know. <laughs> Especially when it's, like, a great song, like, Gasoline or something. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, that that's true. It is kind of like a maturity thing as well. Yeah, I, like, but... What I mean with that is that over time you realise that you need to be in the moment more. Yeah. And enjoy life yeah. because yeah. they're the things you will remember. In saying that though, our parents, for example, I know, oh. are on their phones and recording things all the time. All the and time. you would think that they would – maybe it's because they came to technology a lot later than we did. Oh, definitely. And it's still a toy and play – and like it's an exciting thing for them that yeah. they are still sort of immersed in that. Yeah in that like connectivity with technology and using it all the time and um posting about things all the time and like like the novelty of it Mm. whereas i feel like we as millennials have technology fatigue Mm. like Mm. i could give i'm gonna like turn off my all my notifications this weekend everything just like just yeah kick back and not do anything because Mm. it's just Mm. it's not it's not novelty so no but like for me though at the same time it's like if some say if i'm standing next to someone recording the whole show they're not necessarily doing anything to impact my experience and so if recording does it not bother you not really really i just maybe it's because i'm so like sensitive to it now like what i'm about so if they're right in front of you recording well it's it depends where you are yeah. so like for me when i was at tame impala i was like had a reserved seat so i was like standing up everyone was standing up yeah and the person next to me wasn't like in my direct 
vision like wasn't in, like directly in front of me so it could be different like obviously if you're in a pit or like a, a, a mosh pit or something yeah oh, i'll um, be able to tell you because i'm gonna do a leaper in a few weeks oh so am i Oh, yeah, that's right. We've both gone to that. That's exciting. I actually forgot about that. That's going to be a real mix of multi-generational. Very much so. Fans. Fans. (laughs) We'll be able to um, talk about that. Yeah. That's going to be fun. That'll be good. It's been a while. We bought that ticket a while ago. Ages ago. I keep forgetting I'm going. Same. It's great. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, but it's just like, if they want to record it, they can record it. Mm. And like, I just don't see a massive issue in it. Hmm. Obviously, sometimes it, like for me, when I watch a lot of Harry Styles concert videos, everyone in the crowd's recording. And yeah. to me, that seems a bit overwhelming when you see it. But, you know, each to their own. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, when we went to that Taylor Swift, hate to bring it back to her, um, <laughs> the, can- the can- candlelight. Yeah. Like, I think I made a point of only recording one particular song and I had to like pick whatever song that was. Yeah. Or like pick a point where i wanted to record something and then i put my phone away yeah because that was like the most probably the most immersed i've ever been in that was a very immersive experience that yeah that was beautiful like a little orchestra mm. string quartet they're really talented yeah shout out to the invictus string quartet again In- invictus yeah invictus string quartet honestly yeah um what was i gonna say on that speaking of back to dua lipa real quick mm. don't you find it annoying as australians <laughs> say yeah that by the time the artist gets to our country the hype is over yes it's so shit Mm -hmm. it's it's because i feel like i've seen dua lipa's concert already it's because we're put like so far down the calendar by the time they get here their tour is basically ending yeah like they finish off here and then go back home yeah like it is cool that we get to see the finale but but it feels like her concert's been going on for ages she feels like I feel like she's been touring for ages. Also, I feel a little bit uncool because it's like the trend is over, mm. and I hate to say that a performer is a trend, but no, their, but their era, their album, everything is like died down, and we're like, oh, cool. It's like we're coming late to a trend, a fashion. Well, trend. we are. I know. It's like Harry Styles. He comes here in. Oh, I know, and he's literally toured half the fucking world. Yeah, he's literally done fifteen shows in New York <laughs> what this the hell? year. <laughs> He has, and he hasn't done his shows here for like four or five years. Yeah. No hate, but you know what yeah, I mean. I know. You know, if we're from Australia or New Zealand, you oh, understand I get it. the we're struggle. S- we're so okay? far away. We're so far away. We get things very, in a very delayed fashion. We expect that. We understand that. And it's like, do you know, I don't think Haim's doing any other shows besides Laneway. I know. Yeah, I'm buying a ticket, by the way. I'm going to buy a ticket. I still think they're sending us one, which know. is why it hasn't come yet. Oh, what, they're going to wait till right before? No, because they haven't released the actual physical ticket yet. It hasn't been printed. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So maybe they won't send it out till <gasps> oh, it is okay. printed. Should I hang off? What if I miss out? Then that's a real disaster. That is a disaster. Should I message them? No, it's fine. We'll give it another week <laughs> and then I'll buy Because I've been like like hovering around the mailbox like... <laughs> When when I <laughs> like the creepo down the street, literally this morning I had just woken up. I was in like my footy shorts and um my pajama top and my like, you know those green cow socks. Yes. I sp- I saw the male male person drive past and I quickly sprinted out. Anything for me, sir? Anything for me at all? No. <laughs> so hopefully that mm. comes by. Okay. Also, we forgot to mention at the start of the episode. 
that um, we dressed up today for Halloween. <gasps> so yes! when this comes out, I think it'll be Halloween. It will be Halloween. Or like it would have passed maybe. Um, I'll just check what date it is. Because I, I think Halloween's like what, the 20... So 31st. Oh, the 31st. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So surprise, guys. You. Oh, so we can talk about our costume. <laughs> yeah. I'm so late to the party here. Um, <laughs> do you know what was so funny? I just honestly just described everything that was going through my head. Can I, I did not need to say that. Liv, I was laughing so hard when I was editing last week's episode. When I was like, when Billy Eilish, Billy Eilish. <laughs> I fucking die because it's so funny because you could hear me go no. <laughs> Like I was politely trying to be like, no, the, the Billie Eilish song. And then you really did not understand like, what I was saying. catch up. <laughs> I probably listened to it like five times. Oh, it was so fun. And then when you realised. I realize, laughed when I heard it too. When you realised that yeah. you're like, oh no. I'm, I'm the dickhead <laughs> in the situation. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. Huh? That's right. Oh, God. Um, so I Oh yes, what did you dress up so as? So I went for quite a simple look. Um I'll describe what I had for the audience first. So I had um a blue blazer, mm-hmm. which really doesn't count for much and that co- threw you off as <laughs> as you said. Um I had uh, a manila folder with the writing personal and confidential on it with my divorce papers in there and um, I had my balsamic sa- balsamic salad <laughs> dressing ready to take to Harry's place. <gasps> <laughs> so, with that, who were you? I was Olivia Wilde. You were Olivia Wilde. Getting served. Bro, when you walk... So, we did a reveal um, in Lim's house mm. before we started this episode mm. of the um, outfits. Yeah. And she came out and I was, like, trying so hard to figure out who I was so excited. I was like, Ben, who am I? <laughs> And like you said, I think it was the blazer because I was like trying to put the costume business on it. Like it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then the papers didn't, I didn't even catch on and neither with the salad dressing. Oh my God. But it is so good. We yeah. took some photos. So we'll yeah. show you. Yeah. And um, who are you? Um, so believe it or not, I was a musician. Um, she, she goes by Danielle Heim. Yeah. <laughs> And so basically, I'll describe to you my outfit. So I had high-waisted pants. Now, I don't have the leather pants because I don't have any um, Prada stuff. I don't know. If it was How dare you? Or Louis Vuitton. Sorry. I, was it Gucci? No. No. I, no, I think it was actually Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I don't have any Louis Vuitton leather pants. My apologies. What a shame. Um, but I do instead have some navy blue savers pants, high-waisted pants. And I also had a bralette on, which yeah. is what she what they wear on their tour. You could have been the fourth Heim sister. I'm telling you, I'm the Gen Z Heim sister. You are. I'm coining it. Yeah. Um, and I also brought my air guitar. I mean, my guitar. My guitar hero. My air guitar. You could have done that. I mean, I would have. <laughs> no. Nah. Um, I brought my guitar hero. Um, guitar. guitar. Yes. <laughs> that game was hard. So hard. Yeah. I reckon my normal electric guitar was easier than that shit. Surely. Yeah. Um, It was the one for the Wii, if anyone's interested. Oh, what a throwback. (laughs) What a throwback. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we'll post some photos and happy Halloween. What's your favourite Halloween movie? Um, Hocus Pocus. Nice. Have you seen that? I have, but very long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I need to rewatch that. It was a very, yeah. Um, Halloween and I'm, sorry, Halloween though, the movie I've just been getting into the past few years because James loves it. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. Um, so, I'll have to watch the The first Halloween is like 
very iconic in mm. like Halloween films. Yeah, I need. I haven't seen that. You haven't it's seen the got, the one from the seventies? No, I need to see it because it's got young Carl Richards from Real Housewives, and I need to watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, she's a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what's yours? Um, mine is probably Scream. Is that the non-funny one? Because I know there's a funny one and a non-funny one. Yeah. I never know the difference. The non the the funny one is Scary Movie. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. And then Scream is the one with like Sydney Prescott. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. I'm not a big scary movie. I'm a big like weird suspense movie. Fair. Although, honestly, Scream isn't that scary. It's more like satire comedy. Okay. Depending oh, okay. how you look at it. Because, oh my God, I could go into, I could talk about this. I've done a presentation on this for uni once. <laughs> um, it's basically a satire because it like, it mas- basically makes a comment on horror films. Yeah. It's a slasher, but yeah. it's definitely funny. So it was one of the first to do it at the time yeah. in the 90s. Give it a watch. Okay. We should watch it I together. Will. Have you been trick-or-treating? I have been. How old were you? Um, really cute story. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Evie, who's my neighbor. She listens to the pod, by the way. She mm-hmm. loves the podcast. Oh, thanks, um, Evie. Uh, we used to do trick-or-treating like when we were like seven eight nine no ten. way you were like, that young a few years like in a row oh like we would really all cute. go as neighbors and like dress up and evie used to have like halloween parties oh my god so like as a massive group with her parents and like all her friends and like all the kids from the neighborhood we would walk around um in our costume and go trick-or-treating wow. and to be fair we got denied from a lot of places yeah it's a really hit and miss thing yeah, yeah. um and from the, sub- the suburb we're in it, there's like a high rate of like Greeks, so, so <laughs> I was gonna say wogs. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because I'm a wog. Okay? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like we would get some like really cute like little lollies. Um, mm. but I always used to really look forward to it. I also used to really look forward to like the Disney Channel and Nickelodeon Halloween specials. You were probably too old for this when I was experiencing this, but it was. What do they I do? I would look forward to it every year because you know the Americans they celebrate the Halloween, mm. they take it seriously, they fucking love it. Um, there would be like Halloween episodes for iCarly, Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh no, Victorious, I missed this. I definitely missed this. Um, big time, like all of the big popular kid shows yeah. would do Halloween specials, yeah. and some would do Halloween movies. Yeah, I would look forward Amazing. to it. There was like an aesthetic. I'm telling you, like. The early 2010s, whenever there'd be Halloween, the, that Halloween episodes would come out, I'd be so excited. Fuck, that sounds awesome. Honestly, I'll send you some videos of yeah. what they like, look like. I remember some of those TV shows when they were first coming out, I was sort of like phasing out of that. Yeah. Like iCarly was new and I was sort of like, oh, I had like Hannah Montana, like full on. Yeah, I watched, yeah, Hannah Montana too. Like I remember that one. But I was that sort of ended when, I think Hannah Montana ended when you were in high school. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've spoken about this, but Victorious, you didn't watch. I didn't watch Victorious, no. Yeah, I was obsessed with yeah. that show. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers. They used to play on Disney Channel a lot. Yes, my sister was obsessed with yeah, the I Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Um, I never got into them because I was a huge, like, boy band suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a huge tomboy. So it's like, yeah, I know. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. We should probably one day have a, a, a bigger chat about nostalgic like oh absolutely yeah we yeah. will i think maybe at the end of the app i've got a few little nostalgic things i'd yes. like to list off and see if you know them 
Nostalgia way. to get into our my topic today oh i'm excited about this are we done are we is that okay yeah yeah yes move okay. on yeah all right do you want to turn the camera on all right okay so take it away with your topic my topic this week is to do with fashion specifically gen z fashion versus millennial fashion love it um now i think this is just a general topic we can dive into different tangents of mm. but the reason i bring it up is because i have seen tiktoks of the comparisons um a lot of them are comparing the way that different generations expose their skin, um, the way that they put together outfits. Some of them are just like memes of millennials taking off Gen Zs. Like I showed you and she's like, I thrifted this from the dumpster. dumpster. Um, I got this from my grandma's grave. We dug it up and like, <laughs> like then she's like, and my shoes are Gucci. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my shoes are Gucci. So um, I think it would just be funny to sort of discuss from your perspective. Yes. I want to know, first of all, why do Gen Zs manage to dress and look so immaculate at such a young age? Like when I was 15 or 16, I look back to those photos and I'm like, what was I thinking? Now, even though you might think, oh, yeah, it's been like 10, 15 years since that. Like, of course, it's going to look different. I still think at the time it wasn't very trendy. Like as in it didn't look as effortless and cool um, as what – Millennials seem to do now and their hair is gorgeous. They've got like a smoked cat eye. Like they all look snatched mm. all the time. Like what is it? Give me the special sauce. Honestly, I don't really know. I mean, it's probably – I mean, honestly, I think social media has had a massive – to go back to that, has had a massive influence on us as a generation in terms of what's trending. And I think trending is an important thing. Like seeing what other people are wearing on Instagram or TikTok – and yep. collectively going, oh, okay, this is something that, you know, I can see that this person from America is wearing this and this is trending now. I'm going to go buy that. I'm going to look something similar to that. And yeah. I think that has had a huge, yeah. like, impact on us. I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's just me talking shit, but I, I generally feel that way. Because, I mean, for you, when you were, like, 16, even when you were 20, right? Mm. social media was not what it was or what it is now no yeah so yeah i just i just feel like because it's so accessible to see and buy clothes and kind of gain inspiration especially from our favorite celebrities yeah i mean it's more accessible it's readily available you're thinking more globally is what you're saying um yeah but like uh, to answer your question i honestly like even you for example yeah effortlessly put together like Stop. even at 22, like I, me at 2021 was still, I still looked very different. Mm. I dressed very different mm. to what I do now. I was still sort of finding my style, which is fine. But I feel like kids or younger Gen Zers are finding their style so much earlier. Mm. I think, but I, I think what the difference may be is that we, we are encouraged to. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've been told, go dress how you want right like be whoever whoever it is you want Mm -hmm. and if you're if if you identify as a girl and you want to wear some more masculine clothes that is celebrated rather than yeah okay um sort of frowned upon which i think maybe people from your generation Mm. could have experienced 
you know, five, six years ago when they were kind of coming up as a yeah. 18, 19 year old. Well, that would make sense. Do you know, like, yeah. so as, as, as a society speaking amongst Gen Z, we're kind of, this sounds very cliche, but we're breaking down sort of stereotypes and we're doing it together. Mm. Um, and it's, it's all been celebrating. And I think like sexuality has an impact on it too. Um, mm. And kind of just being able to I, uh, express who you are through your clothing, mm. and I think Gen Z has really championed that, yeah, massively. Okay. And I think that has like risen through COVID too. Like when we're all stuck at home, we all have TikTok. We all see what we're wearing, the fit checks, this that, which you'll speak about probably later. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think I think being celebrated to wear whatever you want is a massive one for us. I think. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it, it definitely. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that. Okay. Um, but it makes a lot of sense because now thinking back to when I was that young, I dressed in a very different way to what I do now because mm. that was what was available to me. Yeah. With what the, the knowledge that I had. Mm. Um, and I've actually had people ask me along the way, oh, like, so when did you start dressing, like, more urban, masculine, or whatever? Mm. Um, but it's more just like a, a conscious decision that I've made like, oh, this is what I feel comfortable in. This is what I feel confident yeah. in. But it took me a while to get there because no one was walking around, not even on social media, but like in public even. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I was very sheepy when I was a kid, I when mean, I was a teenager. We, we are. Th- we all are though. Yeah. I mean, when I was in, I've spoken about this before, but when I was in high school, I, this is crazy actually. I haven't, I haven't done this on the pod. Mm. Um, when I started going out clubbing, I always used to think I have to wear a dress. I have to wear oh. a skirt. I have to wear tight clothing. I have to wear like high-heeled boots, you yeah. know, like because that's what people were around me wearing, A, and I just thought that was the rules. I thought there were rules. Okay? Yeah. That's important. I thought there were rules with fashion, right? Mm. And then once I kind of left high school and I was going to more bars, this, that, and I kind of started to learn that like, there aren't rules. You can literally wear pants if you wanted to with a nice shirt. Yeah. And um, to quote, not there's not going to be quote word for word, but I think Harry Styles said in that Vogue interview when he wore the dress on the cover, he was like, why would I put a barrier up with clothing? If I think that like this woman's outfit is nice, I want to put that on and yeah, wear it. Like that, yeah. why should like that sort of thing in the way like mm. it's just a piece of fabric mm. and that's kind of the perspective I took and kind of just incorporated so I was like you know what if I'm going to go out and I want to wear a blazer and a pantsuit yeah I'm going to wear that if I want to wear a pantsuit and a blazer to a wedding I'm going to wear that so like yeah it's yeah. kind of just realizing that there's no rules and does having realizing that there's no rules make you more less self like less self-aware and more confident yeah yeah massively mm. like knowing that you can literally wear anything like mm. that's why i love op shopping that was my next question yeah is how did you learn to op shop because i feel when i was younger i didn't come to this until mm. i was a bit older like it wasn't seen as a trendy thing like right. it is yeah. now it was like oh my god I, yeah. if you can't afford to shop that's where you go it wasn't like let's go to the op shops to find all the hidden gems yeah um and obviously now op shopping is highly like it's gone to the other extreme where everything is now super expensive in some sort of vintage stores um but yeah tell me about your experience with that and when did you start sort of thrifting and getting into that well i think 
going to like say for instance savers which is the ones that we have in australia savers is lit it is great Mm. um in high school i never really shopped and went op shopping at all didn't even know the term what that meant I would only really go to Savers to get like a costume or something, you know? Yeah, same. Yeah, okay. like to put something yeah, random together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then only probably it was either just before COVID or like in between lockdowns during mm. 2020, I would go to Savers and I always used to go to try to find things like a cheap blazer because yeah. they're, they're very expensive. And I always used to really like the men's blazers in Savers. And then, honestly, it just went from there. And mm. I was like, you know what? Let's just go to the shirt section. Let's see there. And I would find this. And then it kind of just grew. But what I love about it mm. is, like, you don't know what you're going to walk out with. Yeah. And that excites me. And I, I I, can spend up to two hours in a really big, like, op shop. Yeah. Um, Just, like, thrifting through. You need sustenance too, don't you? You do. Like, you've got to make sure you take a water bottle in. Sometimes I take a snack. It gets so hot. And it gets fucking hot. Like, the last time we went, mm. I I was getting, like, all panicky because I was so thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't have water. Because you're, like, you're, you're, there's so much to look through and sometimes your arms start to hurt because it's, like, yeah. heavy shit. Yeah. And you're like, mm, mm. Yeah. It's fucking hot. Um, okay. But, yeah, I just – I and, and I've found so many incredible pieces. Um from up shopping and like sometimes i've worn them and people are like whoa where mm. is that from mm. and i'm like literally ten dollars oh my god that's the best feeling it is when you get a compliment on something and you're like well, i literally brought it secondhand mm. um but yeah gen z have really championed that yeah whole up shopping thing and you know you don't have to go and and also do you know why i also think op shopping and buying things secondhand has risen because mm. people don't want to buy things from fast fashion stores this is the next thing i want to talk about oh, great um, um but also i want to quickly touch on what you've just said and with i think with millennials too we are we've i've definitely op shopped for quite a while mm. like throughout the years now and i almost am at the point where i'm like oh I can't – sometimes I can't – I think about going to Savers and I'm like, I don't have enough time mm. to dedicate two, three hours in an op shop. Mm. I'm going to go to like a high-end vintage store where I know things are one-off and buy something more expensive because I know it's right there and I can see it. So I almost think it's a convenience thing for some of us now too. Definitely, Because yeah, I would I love to do what you're doing and just spend a couple hours in there. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. I've got to do all these things mm. on my Saturday and Sunday. You really have to dedicate time to it. You do. Yeah. Yeah. To find good stuff, Yeah, I suppose. that's the other thing. It's yeah. the good stuff that's mm. really hard to find. And, like, I get compliments on some of my stuff too that I've thrifted. I say that in quotation marks because I've just gone to a vintage, vintage store. Yeah. It's one-off. It's old. It's worn in. But I've paid like 80 bucks for it. Yeah, wow. Which is ridiculous. That's crazy. I know. I once brought like a whole bunch of stuff for mm. like 60 bucks. Mm. Um, I think so I good. brought like up to 10 items. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Um. But yes, let's go into um, sustainability and more social change. Yeah, I, th- I feel like yeah. you really understand this quite well. Yeah, I'd um, like to think I do. for the listeners who don't know, Liv actually used to have a business yes i did fashion business yeah um what what was it oh uh, yeah so i was um whilst i was studying textile design i was screen printing some artwork that i designed onto long sleeve t-shirts really cool stuff and they were more like feminine and like targeted more towards females but they're still a bit unisex 
Um, so yeah, I definitely understand the side of consumption mm. and, you know, working in fashion, I can see the impact that it has um, on the planet. Yeah. Um, but you, you said something interesting to me last week. Yeah. I was like, "To you, would you ever like start up the business again?" Oh, and your response was, "I said no." Um, what did I say? Because you didn't want to. Oh yeah, I don't want to add to the yeah. problem anymore. Yeah. Like I'm d- not nah. like it's hard enough for me working in the fashion industry yeah. every day because that's what I do with this moral dilemma of mm. not wanting to add to the consumption so i don't want to do something else that's also going to add yeah to that problem i'd like to start helping fix it if yeah. that's possible yeah. um yeah but yeah it's it's a hard thing to um i guess i digest every day as a designer and as someone that works in fashion mm. that loves also that also loves the environment mm, yeah <laughs> and um yeah i'm still trying to like figure out how to how does but manage and how do you manage that though because like there's a relationship between your own morals and then yeah for sure i think i think i would like to think that i will get to the stage in my career one day where i am doing something positive but Mm. the only way to get to something positive is to have experienced all of the things in the design industry that impact the environment and how like i need to be immersed in what's going on before i can actually yeah help change it yeah well that's that's how i rationalize it in my brain yeah because right now i've got no choice yeah i'm in the industry yeah and i've got to figure out how i can help it mm. in that in that I way respect that yeah it's, yeah it's it is tricky though it because is. every day i'm like oh my god fuck fashion but mm. also i love it i've got such a weird relationship with it yeah um, i mean you would i mean you're in the industry so yeah. it's like and you know that also affects the way i shop and the way i like to dress does it? Oh, yeah, because I don't want to consume. Mm. I don't own a lot of things. Mm. Um, I repeat outfits all the time. Like Oh, me too. All the time. I've got no problem with it. But like Either. Um, at the same time, the other day, I like soft launched uh, a shirt. Oh. And I like to say that because you never wear something you buy on the weekend on a Monday. You want to like save what? it till later in the week. Really? That's what I like to do. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Just soft launching new clothes. Um, yeah, so you don't wear it on the Monday because then everyone's like, oh, that looks nice. You get them, and you're like, yeah, I bought it on the weekend. Say it to the camera. You soft launch your clothes. Soft launch your clothes. Yep. So instead of wearing it on a Monday, you do it maybe a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then people sort of are like into the week and they're like, oh, that's really nice. Where'd you get that? And you're like, oh, yeah, I just bought it the other day. You know, it's not like I bought it yesterday and I'm so desperate to show everyone. I mean, that is me. I mean, I am that person as well, yeah. but I really strategize. Um, you have to when you're <laughs> in the fashion industry. <laughs> and I'm picking when to wear it again. Yeah. But um, yes, what I wanted to talk about was the fact that Gen Z, and I think working in fashion, it's interesting to mm. understand the Gen Z mind and how it works with sustainability and shopping. Yeah. Um, because I feel like there's a conflict of opinions. There is, yeah. Of people saying, nah, they still want to buy everything and anything. And some people do. They some do people hauls do. Agree. on Sheen. You yeah. see it on TikTok and which, you know, Sheen's makes me want to bomb. Yeah. But I think the majority of your generation are so hyper-conscious. Very. Yeah. I've had conversations with so many people about it. Yeah. Um, lengthy ones about where they do and don't shop. And a lot of the ones where they don't shop is because of fast fashion. Mm. Um. I learned a lot of about like which brands are are included in that fashion like bracket, because um, I was buying from them 
like during COVID. Yeah. And I was being, I was totally like unaware. What are some brands? Tell me. Um, Nasty Girl. Yeah. And the way that they treat their workers too, that's yeah. very important. Um, the biggest one that I have an issue with, and it's not fast fashion, but it's just more in terms of like how they treat their workers um, fairly is Amazon. Oh, I know. And this is the biggest topic of conversation is like, I don't support that, but I do have their services. And sometimes I do buy things off Amazon. And I know that probably makes me such a horrible person for doing that and supporting no, a company I that, know. you know. But this is the thing, right? I think there's a side of the people who do buy from these fashion places because it is cheap. Yeah. Affordability comes into it too. You know, if you're not privileged with a lot of money mm. and able to buy from these economic brands that are, you know, environmentally friendly and tend to be a bit more expensive than your normal, say, I won't say Sheen, um, <laughs> Nasty Gal website, right? Yeah. Boots, right? Mm. Say if you're, you you want to buy boots, Nasty Gal have it for like 40 bucks and this, I, I don't know, I'm making this up, this other brand that's economically friendly have it for over like $100. Yeah. If you're not someone that has money, or not a lot of it, you're going to probably go for the $40 boots, right? Yeah. And, But I'm not saying that's okay to like buy off these websites, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to take into account that not everybody has a lot of money and what's accessible to you is accessible. So I see that side to it too. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That just came to my mind. And yeah, I think there's a broader problem, which is trying to um, – What's the word? Trying to um, have the fashion industry all aligned so that they're all sort of ethical. They're all doing sustainable practices. Um, Fuck, what's the word? Never mind. It's left my head. Anyway. That's okay. um, It'll pop back later. Um, Now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, no. You had your your phone up. Yeah, I was trying to show you the list of brands in this that um, are the most ethical. Oh, okay. It was posted the other day. Most ethical. I'm gonna try and find it. Just <laughs> nice driver's license, by the way. Oh my god, so <laughs> bad. I need a new phone. Ooh. You oh. need a, um an Apple, not an Android. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Kidding? No shame. <laughs> no, I need an Apple. Bad. Oh, here we go. Okay, so this is what I'm going to show you. What are the m- most ethical fashion brands? Um, this is from the Daily Oz. I don't know if you follow them. But yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fashion brands are failing to deliver meaningful and ethical sustainable practices according to a report released this week. Um, the report published by a non-profit Baptist World Aid Australia gave brands a score out of 100 to signify their ethical and sustainable performance. Um, so these were the best performing brands. Mighty Goods Basics. Okay. Um, Patagonia. Yes, that's a great one. AS Color. Mm-hmm. Zara, which I was like, what? What? I'm still conflicted. I need to look more into Zara. I thought they were fast fashion. Um, They churn Didn't out a lot of products. That's what you were saying, yeah. And I think this is the problem because no matter like how much, how sustainable a company is, they're still pumping out product mm. with you know, loads of polyester, which is plastic and loads of... Like, it's just the consumption-wise. Mm. I don't know where they're getting their data and statistics from. Yeah, anyway, I was say, what are the... Um, Adidas, Bonds, Kmart. And these are some of the worst. Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> 2XU, Ooh. 9 West, Anaconda, City Beach, 
Forever 21, Sheen, Culture Kings, Ooh. RVCA and Birkenstock. Really? Yeah. Who yeah. shops at City Beach? I used to buy I used to buy like bikinis and stuff from there. Yeah, but that was like what? Yeah. Back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was still around, to be honest. Do you remember that? Sister City Beach. Yeah, I do. Oh god, it's like it's like burnt in my head. Did you shop at Osmosis? What? Did I? Yeah. Yeah, I had loads of friends that worked there. Not loads of friends, I sound like a fucking popular. A lot of people like my age worked there. Yeah. It was like a very trendy shop. Shop, yeah, it was good. Surf dive and ski? They're no, still around. I didn't. That was like just, I was like on the cusp of leaving that sort of. Oh, fair. Um, there wasn't, there's another type of surf shop. I forgot. What City it was Beach. Called. Um, Yeah. Surf, oh, surf Beach is online. What um, was before Surf Dive and Ski though? It was called something else before they changed. Yeah. I don't know. Forgotten. I can't um, tell you. What were you saying before? You were on a tangent about something. Oh, that's right. Okay. So I was talking about how we need to um I still can't think of the <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> this fucking word's gonna haunt you. Oh my god, it's just my brain today. Um it's to do with like trying to monitor the industry. Okay. Monitor. Monitor all the brands and have them all sort of on the same. Like you can't sell anything if it's not sustainable. Regulate? That's the word. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. That is the word. Okay. Um, regulate the fashion industry. Yeah. So to a point where, say, the government comes in. Now, this is just something that I've theoreticized mm. to James and I'm like, this could work. Okay. Um, Theoreticize away. Didn't say that right, but theoreticize. <laughs> <laughs> so like every garment has to have some sort of tag on it, like our food does have the five-star rating. And it shows you what their rating is. It's transparent. It tells you where the product was made, who makes it, or right. how much they'll pay, whatever you want. Yeah. But it gives you an overall rating, so it's so simple and easy for the customer to quickly turn it over, look at it. But then also, too, on the flip side of that, it could encourage these brands. So say if this is regulated and mm. it has, and it's like a legal requirement, then it would encourage the brands to. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more that goes into this sort of stuff, and mm. this is just something I've said off the cuff. So I'm sure yeah. there's obviously complexities of to course, that of course but if that was a thing it would then give access to low socioeconomic um communities and people to actually buy from these brands that they st- want still want to shop at yeah um because the prices would still be relatively low yeah because it's a legal requirement that uh, i don't know i'm just maybe well, that I, could do yeah, something i think yeah. so yeah anything really yeah. I mean, obviously working in fashion, I see that there's, you've got to keep your margin, you've got to keep your costs down mm. and you can't have all the bells and whistles. So companies are aware of cost. Oh, 100%. Very much so. yeah. yeah. And like, especially where I work, there's a lot of sustainability practices that come into play. Like they are very hyper-conscious of sustainability. Mm. So does sustainability mm. dictate the price of a product? It can. So if it is um, sustainably and ethically sourced, mm. Is that why it's more expensive than something that isn't? Um, yes, yeah. it can be. So if it's organic cotton, right, that's more expensive, more expensive. than normal cotton. Yeah. In terms of like paying wages for the person that's creating it, I think that comes into play. I'm not sure into the. I don't go into the depth of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you want something, a product that's more sustainable, like say if it's 100% cotton, obviously it's better for the environment. Yeah. But it's going to be relatively it's going to be cheaper as a whole to have a blend of polyester and cotton yeah 
um, and obviously polyester is plastic, so mm. that doesn't make it as sustainable. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. There's a lot of factors that come into play. Yeah. Mm. Um, yes. and, and when, like, when you were kind of my age, right, mm. were you aware of, like, what fast fashion was? Because I know Topshop was very, very popular yeah. back in the day, probably when you were maybe at the end of high school going yeah, into uni. Yeah, I loved it. And I loved they Topshop. were pretty known for being fast fashion. Towards the, Is that why they closed their doors? I actually don't know why they've closed. Yeah, they closed a while ago, but because they used to have a massive store in the Emporium in Melbourne. Yeah. In the city. Yeah, they did. I remember going to the one in the US and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, but like, were you aware of it? What fast fashion when was? I was? When I was a teenager, I don't think... I can't remember if I knew about it or if I just didn't take notice. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't but think that term was even around though. Yeah, I definitely shopped at all the fast fashion brands that we know of that we know are fast fashion now. Yeah. Like I didn't – I would definitely shop there. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until studying uni- at uni that I really – well, even just before then when I got interested in design and fashion that I yeah. really took notice like, you know, 2013. Mm. Yeah. Um, as to how impactful it was. Yeah. Um, like I'm pretty sure Australia is one of the biggest consumers of textile waste. Really? In the world. Yeah. So is it, when you say that, do you mean like like designers, like them buying textile patterns? Is that what you mean? No, just that? fabric. Oh, just fabric, fabric. in general. Clothes, right. fabric, textiles as fabric. So just anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I've got to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure. Um. But, you know, I wasn't aware. I would shop anywhere. And then, yeah, now, like, I have to really consider every purchase and make Mm. sure I want it. I sit on it. I sometimes miss out. Yeah. If I want something that's a fast fashion brand, I'll buy it, but I'll make sure that I'm going to wear it. Yeah. Like, it's going to be something I'm going to have forever. Oh, another thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. Millennials, sorry, Gen Z's obsession with Y2K fashion. Oh, this is a good one. Because... I still feel like I am – what's the word that I found? It's like I'm still like aware of that era in not so much of a trendy sense. Mm. Like I think back to it and I'm like, oh, my God, that was a cringe time. Are you thinking about low-rise pants? Low-rise pants. <laughs> I'm talking like the big belt-looking t- tops that were bubbly with yeah. the big belt. Like my memories of early 2000s fashion isn't aesthetic. And I think the reincarnation of it just isn't what I experienced. I've seen... I've and it pisses me off. I, I can imagine. I can understand that. Yeah. I've seen um, people hold Y2K themed parties. Same. Does that make you feel old? Yeah. So, g- gorgeous girl that I work with at work. She's just turned 21. And she, her 21st was Y2K themed. And her describing what she was wearing what her friends were wearing i was like oh my god if only she really saw what we were. <laughs> like it's not, not that she great. Looked gorgeous like i think yeah. i said she wore like some paris hilton-esque style outfit um but none of us look like paris hilton <laughs> yeah well no um or dress like that i mean to answer your question i don't know like personally i'm not into the I don't really dress a lot like Y2K fashion. Well, you were at time. You were at, so. First of all, you were a baby. Yeah, in I the was early born 2000s. in 2000. So Again, yeah. for reference, everyone. For everyone born in the year 2000. Because <laughs> Liv keeps forgetting. Yep. <laughs> oh, so how old were you in 2014, Liv? 
Yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> are you into this? What? The Y2K. The Aesthetic? fashion? Yeah. Um, I, what I really like is the tight crop tops. But styling it with like high, I'm I, I really don't like wearing low rise pants. Low rise, yeah. I've worn it. You're before. more millennial on that. Yeah, I'm a I, I've riser. worn them before. I just I don't like the way it sits on my hips, and mm. I don't like the way my body looks in that. Okay, um, that's fair. So I definitely like the high waisted, but um, again, I just think going back to TikTok, things trend, and when they trend, you just see it everywhere. So I think that has a massive play into it yeah and then you've obviously got celebrities that are kind of also bringing it back to like your bella hadids um your Gigi hadids yeah. i think it's more Gigi to be fair um and kendall jenner mm. um kind of i don't know bringing back this sort of aesthetic and then you also i mean like as we said last week with like digital cameras and film cameras like all of that plays into it too because that fits the aesthetic as well yeah um and I also just think it's like playing around with what's normal and what's not. Um, I, I wish I could give you like a very good answer, but honestly, I don't really know what like what I, yeah. I, I just think things in general always come back anyway. So yeah. it's probably bound to happen. It was. And, and I, like it's definitely making me uncomfortable thinking that a time like I'm now experiencing. Mm uh fashion trend come back in fashion like yeah. it's never really happened so for does me that before. mean when you were like my age did you try to bring back 90s aesthetic 90s was in yeah 90s aesthetic yeah 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 and what what was that what were you bringing back for me 90s aesthetic was like oh, it was this 90s sunglasses you know like those square-esque i've still got a pair actually it was it was more like, yeah, the whole look. And I remember I wore this like outfit once and it was like my docks, um, black tights, a little black dress and the glass. Like it was very 90s. Mm. Um, yeah. I've actually seen in the city people walking around with like old looking headphones with like the cord <gasps> no into way. their phone, like looking like something from the 90s. Wow. I was like, that's kind of cool. I mean, to be fair, like I'm saying trends and it, it, I mean, I'm not trying to sound negative. Like I think a lot of people who dress like like in, the, in that Y2K aesthetic mm. look fucking hot. Oh, so do I. That's Bro. what I mean. Like how do they look like this? Like very hot. Yes. This is weird. I don't know. It, I don't know if it's like inappropriate for me to say, but I feel like... Mm not wearing bras is really into because mm, yeah if i'm being completely and utterly honest mm. the only time i wear support for my boobs is when i play sport or, nice. or i'm like at work other than that Slow. i don't wear underwire bra ever yeah and i haven't for like ages that's good and i just I, for some reason i like the way that it looks in like a tight top not wearing anything but i used to be very embarrassed really wearing like not wearing a bra I still, I still am. Yeah. Like I don't feel embarrassed, but I'm like very self-conscious. Okay. Because I've, I've grown up always having huge boobs. Really? Yep. So I had E and F cups in high school. Oh my God. Yeah. They were huge. They've definitely settled down now. Yeah. I'm at a nice double D. Oh. <laughs> nice handful. <laughs> 
but I have such a complex like complexity in my head mm. because of when I was a teenager and I know this and oh. I'm so aware of it yeah and I try my hardest to like get I'm fine in bikinis like I've got no problem okay. wearing a bikini it's more just going braless yeah, fair. I no, just no, feel no, I like I need yeah. to be held all yeah. the time. Yeah. I do wear the bralette sometimes. Mm. Um, I've got like some nice little Calvin Klein ones. Yeah. But they suit, like they've actually, the shape of it's nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, so I'm still getting comfortable with my boobies. Yeah, fair enough. Get comfortable um, with your boobies. Yes. <laughs> no, I've got literally the smallest tits ever. That's nice. Which is, I wish for that. Which again, I'm going to be honest, it was a bit complicated dealing with that in high school because like... Yeah. The end thing was to, you know, if you're hot, you have big boobs. Yeah. And I did not have that. And oh I was God. a bit insecure about it, to be fair. Um, always wished I had bigger boobs. Mm. But now I, d- I don't mind them. I'm oh, no. Having grace, no- I'm telling literally you. Literally having nothing there is fantastic. You don't have nothing there, but it's beautiful. Like, I'm, yeah. I just get. Coming from someone with big boobs, like, it is not fun. Okay. It is. It. It has not been fun. Do you know how hard it is to find a cute little bra? So recommendation, actually, for anyone with big boobs, Eliza, stand up, Netflix. Her latest one, amazing. Like, so good. Okay. She articulates having big boobs is this the so comedian? well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. As a teenager. Yeah. Like, she, the way she articulated, I was like, oh, my God, I'm like almost triggered. All right, I'll watch that, um, Because she talks about going bra shopping with your friends and, like, they're all buying these little, like, spaghetti things and you oh. have to go to the – you can't buy anything. Yeah, that – now that you said that's pretty and like i used to make my own bikinis oh wow because i didn't like the way anything looked on my boobs oh. and like it's sick that i did that but like that is very at innovative the time i was you. like i can't find any like i hated all of the i didn't like the real real like supportive cushiony ones mm. because it made my boobs look bigger bigger yeah mm. so yeah it's very um yeah oh it's very weird um Similar experiences, but on the yeah. opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Bitty bitty titty committee? Yeah. And the big titty committee. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't even say that. <laughs> um, I want to ask you. Yeah. Back to fashion. Uh, yeah, as we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what are, who are some of your fashion inspos? Okay, so. I find this always fascinating to talk about. So, I'm going to start with some earlier ones. Yeah. Because I feel like looking back at fashion inspo when i was like this is like oh, i want to say 18 19 years old mm. all very australian based cool um there was actually a tv show called fashion bloggers i don't know when that came out but it was based around the aussie fashion bloggers and it was so sick like that's, i loved that's it so up your alley yeah it was a one-off thing but oh. i remember watching it and i was like oh my god i loved all the people yeah. Mar- have you heard of margaret zang no she's amazing yeah she's now Margaret saying is now doing really well. Let me just see what she's doing. She started off as um, a photographer and she also used to wear like, she used to like do these collaged editorial photos. She used to like do really sick photos in the streets of Sydney. Like, you know, those classic like blogger photos. I used to love her outfits. She's super cool. She's also studying law. She is now... So she's 29 years old. So she's around my age as well. Yeah. She's now the editor in chief of Vogue China. Whoa. And I didn't realize this until I looked it up the other day because I was like, what is she doing now? I used to love her fashion. Like I was inspired by her. And I just was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so she's one of them. But there's also like Natasha Oakley. Um, 
is it Sarah Crampton or Sarah Crampton? Um, Whitney Port. I love her. Okay, haven't heard of it. Did you ever hear of Tula Vintage? No. She was huge back in the day, Jessica Stein. You wouldn't have heard of all these people. Nadia Fairfax, Lara Bingle, you would know. Yes. Um, Zanita. Have you heard of her? Zanita, Zanita? No. no. Yep. Al Ferguson. Al Ferguson, I've yep. heard. Yeah. Um, Mimi Lushry. You may have heard of her. She's really cool. Okay. Um, but I think it's interesting, anyway, talking about this because now when I think about who I'm influenced by, it's honestly not many people. No. Like I sort of just do my own thing. Mm. I might look to some editorial things every now and then and like yeah. try and find a specific thing. Where can I find this masculine yeah. blazer? Who's wearing yeah. it? Yeah. But I don't necessarily follow these people for their fashion. And and in terms of um, like these particular people mm. you've just mentioned mm. and you were saying like when you were younger, yeah. how would you come across their, their work and their, their – like obviously they were no like the, the no TikTok, no, no social media. So they like were the early Instagram influencers. So Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like 2012 Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Or like 20, 2012, 2013. I was still on Instagram. Like Instagram was still around. Mm. It's just very different. Yeah. Um, and these like in particular, um, Al Ferguson was like one of the OG yeah. fashion bloggers of Australia. Were you a massive watcher of like Project uh no not Project Runway um model one? America's next Australia's next yeah, model. Yeah, did you watch it? I watched a little bit of the America. I didn't get hugely into that because it was more about modeling. Yeah, fair. fair. Um I did love though like anything. So they had this show with their fashion bloggers. I also loved being Lara Bingle. <laughs> I feel like Did I heard you? it, but I didn't oh watch it. Oh, my God. That was like 2009, 2010, I think. Gee. There was a show about her. Anyway, that was iconic. Um, but a lot of these people, like I was looking at them now and like obviously in different stages of their life now and like they've grown up and out of it, mm. a lot of them, mm. um, or doing things with that. Like I said, she's Vogue China. Yeah. That's so impressive. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, I mean – I feel like I, d- I never really used to have a lot of fashion inspos growing up, mm. like in primary school, high school, because I kind of just like, well, what was it? Whatever everyone else was wearing. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely number one would be Harry Styles. And I've said this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say Emma Corrin. Yep. Love what they wear. Um, I love how they can play with femininity but also masculinity oh and so beautiful they're non-binary and they were saying that i, I read a article it wasn't the cut because you have to pay for that one unfortunately yeah. um but it was another one i think vogue they did a vogue um interview yeah and was saying that kind of before they discovered their style they would wear a lot more feminine stuff and that's just naturally yeah yeah that's how you start yeah and yeah. then when you kind of find your middle ground you yeah. kind of play with both yeah and i feel like they have kind of inspired me to kind of if i want to dress more masculine i will and yeah. you know play with the the two because mm-hmm. i feel like i've definitely come into a comfortable state of wearing more like free-flowing clothes and high-waisted mm-hmm. pants that aren't tight and like shirts and blazers and vests and kind of dressing a bit more. I don't know if this is the right word to say, but androgynous. No, oh, that's perfect word. Yeah. I use that word to describe yeah. sometimes mine. I just yeah. I just love that the way that Emma does it. And yeah. 
um, they've kind of also uh, exposed like Mew Mew stuff to me because <laughs> they're an ambassador for Mew Mew. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that they weren't on the newest season of The Crown. I completely forgot. Right? Yeah. That that's was, new. Yeah. yeah. Um, so definitely Emma Corrin, Harry mm. Styles. Uh, and I would also probably say Danielle Haim. Yeah. I remember during lockdown, I watched this video. She did the sisters and I think it was for Vogue and it was like what you wear in a week. And Mm. every single thing she wore was, it was like a lot of her stuff involved like really cool cargo pants or like high-waisted pants or Dickies pants, something Mm. like that. And like a t-shirt or like a vest. And it was very, very chic, very, I don't know. I can't really put a word to it, but. I take back what I say. I'm inspired by the Heim, Heim girls now. And you're, you've been a fan of them for a while. Yeah. So I feel like they've definitely had an influence yeah. on you. And probably like subconsciously as well. Yeah. Like I love them. It's just so effortlessly on point. Right. Um, another one that I've, I'm recently very inspired by is Anthony from the Fab Five. Oh. His fashion is love. sick. He's really cute. He's also fucking hot. Fucking <laughs> hot. Um, but his shirts... Yeah. Amazing. Like yeah. I've gone online and tried to find exactly what he's wearing. There's a website where you can find all of his outfits. Wow. Because he's so stylish. Stylish. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the only person I've been like, what is that exact mm. item? Mm. But the Heim girls for sure. The Heim girls, definitely. Yeah. My God, good chat. This has been fun. Yeah, it's good. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Um, maybe if you can DM us your fashion inspos. Oh yeah, early early fashion inspo would be great. Even um, current ones. Who who in, inspires your style? Yeah. Um, are you a fan of the Y two K trend? Yeah, I'd love to know. Give us your thoughts and opinions. Mm. Um, don't forget to follow us at Genlive Podcast yes. on Instagram. And give um, us a review, plus. And give us a review. Mm. We'll, we'll remind you every week. And also, too, I just want to say thank you for everyone who's sent us some unreal messages yes Um, Yes. it's really motivating us to keep going and yeah Yeah. it's really really kind and nice to hear so thank you um because we really enjoy doing this so thanks everybody and we will see you next week happy halloween and happy halloween if you celebrate if you celebrate it um (laughs) don't forget we have to go to a halloween party yeah okay okay (laughs) bye thanks guys bye